You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. Hayes County and the rest of the world. Yes, it is a Friday night. This is Rob Burke, your host, and this is We the People here on KZSM.org, KZSM, LPFM, and 104.1. Yes, we're getting everything together. Everything is getting cleaned up, and we're getting, uh, it is just all sorts of excitement going on. But you know what? we got a parade going on tomorrow. They are out here setting up for the uh, all of the Do Not Park Here and parade routes and all that stuff downtown. It is going to be crazy out, but that is crazy out in the news today. And uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. Hey, they are going to get paid, but boy, some teachers got a scare today here in the uh, San Marcos CISD. We'll talk about that. Oh, Avery versus Higgins, the rematch. Oh, wait a minute. No, he apologized. Oh, this gets even more interesting. This is the story about uh, our county clerk versus our county DA. Hey, and we were out at city council on Tuesday nights. Ooh, we started some fireworks, folks. A lot of stuff going on on the budget that you didn't hear about. Oh, Dave, we're going to get that song on for you we didn't get last week. And uh, I had a friend that passed away I'm going to talk a little bit about by the end of the show. Y'all, this is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA, the governing board. We're going to be right back with you on the 22nd of September, 2023. back with you here in the KZSM studio. Yes, we've got uh, the city is out getting up the signs about where to go and where not to park. We were doing some of that down. Uh, we were taking some pictures of that around the square today. Please make sure in the morning if you go down to the farmer's market that you do not park uh, in certain areas around the square um, because they are going to be towing you before the mermaid parade, which starts at 10 o'clock. We are going to be over over here right around the corner on Hutchinson, right uh, Hutchinson and LBJ, right out in front of the showdown. It is also the showdown's anniversary. 
And I want to say that it's 50 years. I, I should have got that before tonight, but it is a long time here in the community. Uh, showdown bar uh, right down here, and we're going to be right out in front of that tomorrow. Um, so come on out. We've got I've got some Fire Chief hats here, probably for about the first 20, 25 kits that come up. And listen. This is San Marcos. You can be a big kid and a little kid, okay? Well, we've got these uh, Fire Chief hats here. We're going to put some KZSM stickers on it. We'll have some other little giveaways for everybody down there tomorrow. But come on down. Say hi to us at the uh, on the Mermaid Parade. So lots of stuff going on. Um, you know, it's interesting to me. We've talked a lot about uh, the water. We still are in bad shape, folks. We do not have the... Uh, you know, the river is still running very low. Uh, it is extremely dry out there. We still have not had any significant rain. And so, you know, the burn ban is still on. If you go to hazeinform.com, you will find out that, yes, the burn ban is still on for Hayes County. And lots of issues out here with our water. We talked uh, to some folks on Monday, on Tuesday night, excuse me, there about the water. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I wanted to, uh, I went into this water usage table uh, for an article on uh, San Marcos. There was a article in the um, uh, Community Impact. And no, I don't want that. I want to know whether I want to sign up. And here was a graph that they had gotten. And that graph says that on uh, a, you've got an x-axis and a y-axis. Remember this now? And the y-axis says it is 300 million gallons that it's popping around for San Marcos. Water usage in millions of gallons. And all throughout this last year. And it has somewhere been about 300 now. As I had found out from the city, the city said, no, we are using about 9.6 million gallons of water per month. And so this went from May to June to July. So this is bi-monthly. And it was way off. So I sent a message in to the Community Impact and I got this email back from them. And this is from uh, Eric Wellbecker uh, there. And good morning. Thanks for reaching out. Based on the data we requested, the y-axis we printed is labeled incorrectly. And we will run a correction. Well, I don't see a correction. But however, looking back at the data they gave us, it lacks context. And I don't understand why they presented it to us in that manner. But what they gave us indicates what we printed is correct. Okay. You know, I, I was like, this guy must be a politician. I mean, okay, I'm, it's like, wait a minute. You're a journalist. I'm a journalist. You know, get the BS. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, just be straight about this. All right. Hey, the city gave us this data. I gave them what data I had. And I said, this is what the city gave me. You want to collaborate it for it, please? No, nah, no, nah, don't hear anything. Why is it that... People always want to try to go out and they get these little snippets on Newsbreak or they get these little snippets in the newspaper. Do you believe them or not? Well, do you believe Rob Rourke here on We the People every week? That's, you know, I've got to work at that. And I'm not right all the time. I'll admit that. 
You know, I try to go and I try to ask all the right questions. Look, I've tried to ask all the right questions of the city about the water situation and what's going on. And I go out there and I don't have good data. Now, I'm going to go back and Monday I'll ask the city, all right, what data did you provide to them? Can you please provide me the same data? This is how these things happen, folks, is that we have to go and kind of ask the question multiple ways to get the answer. You think that's just a government. But look at what I had to do with a, another person that's a journalist that sends that out to you. Okay, well, wait a minute. What's the importance of what they do? It goes out to your mailbox. Everybody gets it. They're creating content. And they've got to work on that, too, because they know that that content that they do has got to be believable. It's got to be something to, to make sure that their advertisers in their newspapers and that are getting the word out that they are getting to you. And that's the whole thing. It's about advertising. It's about your, your data. And, and how does that get to you? Yeah, one of the things we try to do here at Community Radio is that we don't have a bias. We try to get to the bottom of it for you, and we try to do it right. And I try to do that for you every Friday night here. And we've been talking about this with the water. We're going to continue. There is, if you go to our Facebook page, We the People, uh, SMTX, and you will find on there Rodney Goetz. Now, Rodney spoke the other night on Tuesday night, I went down to city council. I, we, I told you we were going to be there and talking to people and finding out what was going on. And Rodney was there to talk about the river. And one of the things that we got in there and it was packed on Tuesday night. They had something about the Kanban that they were going to take that up. And the, which is the single-use container policy, okay? In other words, you know, that uh, cans aren't allowed to be in, in a, on the river at the city parks, and uh, which is basically uh, Lions Club and all of the other areas, okay? So that these cans don't float down the river and get in there. All right, well, city of San Mar- uh, city of Martindale, which is just south of us on the river, they've got a can be so does the city of New Braunfels. And it's a big issue. You'll see people around here about the Kanban with, uh, on their vehicles. Uh, I've had Mike McClab uh, that has been here along with other city members from, uh, or city council members, excuse me, from uh, Martindale. They have been on here. And, uh, but Rodney Goins was there. And he is with the river. Uh, he has been here on the show a couple of years back. He is uh, old timer, okay, and he's not in good health, but he was out there. And he posted this very simple little post about a dam, about the Cape Dam, over here on right below I thirty five. And it's right as you come across uh, River Road and you come down by Stokes Park. Those of you in the know, you know what I'm talking about. That's the back way that goes between oh, the McDonald's and uh, where Chuck Nash used to be on down to the river and comes back up over by the water plant treatment plant and over by the uh, apartment complex that caused the flooding back in 2015. Well, okay, 
Some people would say no. Some people, most people around here are going to say yes. Um, but that little park right there, that is where the trace is at, or the race, excuse me. And that's a mill race. It goes down to where the mill used to be, and it goes down in this neat little uh, waterfall, and all the, everybody jumps off it. That is dry. And I've never seen it dry. I've lived here now 24 years. And, oh, excuse me, I've lived here 22 years. Okay. And it is because the water isn't going in there. They've got the dam. There's always the, what do we do with this? Historical value. It's always, it's a sore point for people. Rodney came up and said, listen, how about we do this? Help me just get the money to pay for the permits. We'll come in there with a backhoe. We'll knock this dam out. We'll make sure that the, some of the water's going down the race so that it's got water in it, and we can plant some uh, some mill, you know, some lily pads in there and and make it look nice and yada yada. You know, it's a good some good solid ideas. The guy's been around this town long enough that he knows how these things need to get done. He said, you know, if just people help pony up the money. Uh, you know, not a lot, but just, you know, give me the money for the, to, to cover whatever we need for regulatory. And I chimed in. I pined, I guess, is the word for that. said, well, part of this is you're going to have to get people behind it. So, you know, we got a lot of people down there to help get the Kanban, uh, the first hearing, and, and get that on the agenda and get that going for, for the city within the parks at the city of San Marcos. And everybody showed up for that. We had a whole bunch of folks who showed up for the master plan for the, well, there's a couple master plans, but this one had to do with the parks. And it had to do with green space. And it had to do with making sure we had money to support those green spaces that we need to take on. And we had the place packed for an issue. And they will work with you on that. You get people down there, you get them. I mean, it was a long uh, citizen comment period. I was the last one. And you have, you have the passions. And that's what happens when you are live. You get the people packed in there. You know, who knows whether we were spreading the latest form of COVID or not. Those that chose to wore the mask, those that didn't. You know, we, if I wanted to stay away from people, I stayed out back and waited until it was time and went in. But it is a... It's theater, but that's what politics is about. And Rodney's got a really good idea. And I opined, you know, as I was saying there a minute ago, that we need to get this. If you want to make a difference, get this proposal to every single council member and the mayor. Then you send it to every single one of the county commissioners and the county judge. Then you send it to your state representative. Why? Because Texas has part of this as well. 
and most likely that the uh, somewhere in there there's going to be a federal agency as well. But let's let's just stick with the Texas folks for right now, and then you get your Texas state senators. Okay, for the area here, that one happens to be Judith Zaffarini, Donna Campbell. But you send that to them. Now, if you hear anything, no, repeat. If you do, and you get their support, and you ask them to support this for Rodney, and we get that support going, that, okay, well, there's support. Now, the next thing is, what legislation can you introduce to make this happen? doesn't have to be real complicated. doesn't have to be expensive. We're trying to do this without spending a lot of money. This is San Marcos. We're used to this stuff. You know, we didn't always spend money like drunken sailors at, uh, at our governments here, but uh, uh, we'll come back to that after the break. This is KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. This is We the People here with you every Friday night from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock. And I may have some people coming popping in here. I don't know. I'll talk about the uh, getting rid of the stuff when I come back from the break. But there's some great things that are coming up. And again, the Mermaid Parade is tomorrow. Mermaid Promenade. And that is going to be tomorrow starting off at 10 o'clock. That's going to be starting off over by the... Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, over by yeah, C.M. Allen, over by the Kids Park, and it's going to be going up, coming down over by Cheatham Street, comes on back up uh, LBJ, comes on back up uh, around uh, here, around the square, comes on down, uh, turns, uh, no, goes LBJ, then turns down to, uh, I'm sorry, turns down uh, uh, Hutchinson and goes on back down to the river. So, Find yourself a spot, but get up here early. I would suggest park far away, and uh, we don't have, I guess we don't have any uh, of the uh, shuttle services going, uh, so I guess uh, just plan on walking, but uh, find a spot. uh, We'll be out here tomorrow morning. KZSM, we'll be right back with you. StoryFest presents the Wimberley Heritage Festival, a three-day celebration in story, song, and film. Headlining Thursday, October 12th, is musician Michael Hearn and South by Southwest, plus other musical guests. Friday, October 13th, Wimberley's historic past is celebrated with Spooks and the Spoke. Ghost stories around the campfire and a film about Austin's iconic landmark, The Broken Spoke. We'll finish up the evening with a song swap headed by the latest generation of Wimberley's musicians. Saturday, October 14th, come witness the first of two major eclipses in the area, then stick around for an afternoon of traditional storytelling. Finish up the night with another round of song swaps around the campfire. Find out more about this three-day event, October 12th through 14th, at wimberleystoryfest.org. Springtown Roasters desperately needs your support and contributions to help them rebuild their business, home, and property which was ravaged by a wildfire on August the 5th of this year. This women-owned craft coffee roasting business began in 2017 on five and a half acres of property in the Texas Hill Country outside of San Marcos. 
Their focus is on women-produced, fair-trade organic coffee and coffees you don't see every day. They need help to replace their melted rainwater tanks that provide their water, tools, building supplies that burn, their storage facility that housed all their coffee supplies, and for restoration of land and fences. You can help. Come to the Springtown Roasters Benefit for Wildfire Recovery this Sunday, September the 24th, from 5 to 9.30 p.m. at Wake the Dead Coffee House, which is located at 1432 Old Ranch Road 12. There will be a raffle, silent auction, and dinner plates for sale. Music will be provided by local artists David Pulkingham, Candace Bellamy, Nate Guthrie, and Mary Van Zant and Friends. If you can't make it there, then please visit their GoFundMe page and help support the recovery of this local San Marcos business. And back with you here in the studio. Yes, uh, please help support. Uh, we've got a event that's going to be coming up here at the station this next Thursday, and they are graciously donating some coffee to us. But Gene got that put together real quick and got that uh, out, and we're playing that as many times as we can over the weekend because that is a true local-owned business that is trying to raise some money, and uh, they're going to be doing that this weekend again as the uh, PSA announced. I'll have that again for you. Um, they are going to be uh, up at the uh, Wake the Dead Coffee House doing that uh, for them. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is Rob Burke, your host with you. Uh, and uh, KZSM. LPFM 104.1. Yes, and we're working on the studio. We have got a uh, this event that we've got this Thursday, 10 o'clock in the morning. Come on down. We're going to be having our ribbon cutting, kind of a grand reopening for us. And we are, we've got the studio here. We've got it all fixed up, and we're I'm trying to get our new logos and our new banners and new stuff in. And, you know, it's all of these things that you go through with bringing a nonprofit or a group together. You know, we've talked about the seven years that we've been doing this. And it is very difficult uh, to pull all these things together. And that's what happens in organizations. Okay? Don't, it's not easy. And putting things together, and you're like, I don't want to start another organization. i got life. I've got all sorts of things going on. True. But getting involved is important. And I was down at the city council meeting, as we talked about there at the last segment on Tuesday night. Oh, why did I go down? I had a whole bunch of things going on. I walked down from the studio here. Number one, it was a nice night, and it was enjoyable to get on out and go walk. And went down. And saw all the people there and talked to a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of my trail walking folks that I haven't seen for a good many years, Bernie, and got to see him and Mike. And I got up there. I was the last one to sign up. I just barely made it out of the station, got on down there, got signed up by 530. I had two minutes left. and Or I'm sorry, by 545. So I can, you know, if you sign up online, you've got to do it early in the day. You've got to do it by noon. But if you go down there, you can still sign up. And they know me. And uh, so I get in there, and I'm the last one at citizen comment period. So I got up and talked about, you know, I, I said thank you to uh, the folks that were out there for the, uh, that were there for the Kanban. And 
you know, I made mention of Mike McLeod. I said, Mike, you know, finally you've got your day here. And he appreciated the shout out to him. But I still was able within three minutes to make it clear that I agreed with Saul last week when he talked about the difference in the values in the houses and how we are running people off out of the town. People cannot afford to stay here. And yes, it was all pretty much done. But by the time it was said and done, well, okay. So we get done with the initial citizen comment that went for a long time. And then we go into the initial, uh, because they didn't put them off to the end, they put them right to the beginning because LMC last week had read them the riot act about making sure that they got the, uh, the budget. So there was four things that had to go. They had some of this was on the consent agenda. Okay, the rate hikes they put on the consent agenda, but the actual part of the uh, you've got to have for any of the budget hearings, that has got to be a hearing. And they had the first hearing last uh, two weeks ago. This was the second hearing. After the second hearing, they take the final vote, and that's it. And we go on until until next year. And so they had each one of these have a chance for people to get up. And it was interesting that uh, Noah and Annie were there. And you all remember Noah and Annie from our guests here from Martindale that uh, uh, helped to stop the smart terminal, the access terminal, had the signs all up around town. And they still, they're, they're not even San Marcos residents. And they dug in and they found in the budget that we are in the third year of a project multi-million dollar project to run water lines and wastewater and all of this down Highway 80. And they said, you know, you guys have spent three years. This is how much? A huge amount of some. I mean, you know, we're talking hundreds of, hundreds of millions of dollars, folks. Okay, you know, this is big, big money. And over a three-year period now, and we're wrapping it up in the budget this time around, and they dug into it and they found it. And they said, you know, this is your problem, is that you, you went and you put in all of this infrastructure down here. And then look, poof, it's gone. You do not have, where does it go to? It goes to this project that you thought you were going to have, an annexation of all of this industrial land that was going to be giving you all sorts of revenue stream for a long time to come. And you don't have it. And here you went poof, you know, disappeared. And so when we were done with our comments on these, it went to the uh, council members and two of the council members Saul Gonzalez and Alyssa Garza did not vote for this budget and Stephanie Reyes our city manager was not happy Stephanie wasn't too happy with me I don't think either but that's uh, you know and I know the mayor wasn't had to make a few corrections 
you know, they said, well, you know, we've had plenty of time. Well, no, you really haven't is one of the things when I got up there because it really bugged me when staff got up and made this presentation and said there's been eight different times that the citizens have been able to make inputs. They were getting defensive about this. Got up there and said, wait a minute. No, there's, you know, in order for us to actually read the full budget and to get into this, we've had since the 15th of August. And, you know, uh, we've only had two public comments here for this general for the citizens. So there was some comments that were made before the vote or after the vote by uh, Stephanie very point blank to the uh, uh, to the council members and said, listen, it's up to you, the council members, to get out there and to talk about this budget. It's not up to city and staff. You need to get the inputs from people about what's important. And she says, we have got to make some decisions about expectations and what we can actually do. And I think that's true, and I think that's where we're going to leave this one uh, for this segment, is we are going to be following this. We are going to be coming back because they are going to start the budget process again in January. And we're going to be back and trying to remind people about that, that that budget process is coming up. And one of the things that they I, want, I put out on my Facebook page is a flat no revenue tax. What the heck's that? Well, some homework for you. We'll be talking about that because that's what we're going to get into the minds of every single one of our elected representatives. Now, they say, oh, that's where we want to start. Well, it doesn't, not where you end up with because it's not being applied properly. And what that says is that, that if your property values go up, that the uh, just because property values go up does not mean that the city gets that money. It goes back to you. And it's what can happen if we grow, yes, we can add in. But working with the people that we have, that your taxes should not go up for the city. Shouldn't go up for the school district. Shouldn't go up for any of them. So look at that one. Flat, no revenue tax. We're going to be pushing that out to everybody, and, and you know that's how we can make a difference. That's how you can make a difference. Folks, it's not just voting. It's not just coming down at one time. But it is staying in the game. It's staying in the game for seven years, eight years, ten years, twelve years. They know you when you come in. You know, it means you don't go in and hit them up all the time. But you do it selectively. And you make a difference when you do it. That's what we talk about on this show every week. Think locally. Think liberty. Make a difference. KZSM, we'll be right back with you. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, 
features, sports, and opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcusrecord.com or call 512-392-2458. Texas Preparatory School San Marcos invites all adults from the community for Walk With Us. Walk With Us is a twice-weekly opportunity for parents, teachers, and San Marcos community members to enjoy the benefits of walking together, engaging in conversations, building meaningful relationships, and strengthening the bonds that make San Marcos such a special place to live. Parents with children attending Texas Preparatory School can trust that their kids will be in capable hands while they enjoy the walk. To walk with us, please join us at 4 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays on our San Marcos campus, located at 400 Euland Road. Texas Preparatory School San Marcos is committed to its mission of enriching lives and empowering its community members. Walk With Us is an embodiment of this commitment. A little musical interlude for you here on We The People tonight. Nothing to us. Held us hostage for seven hours. They don't leave out. Travis County SWAT Team Blues, Mr. David Lopez there. And, uh, yeah, he's got a couple stanzas to that. But what do you do? You know, we've talked about this on the show. We're still waiting to hear back from the uh, state on whether they're going to release any information. We've gotten some kind of hints because there have been in both Kyle and San Marcos in the last couple of weeks, they have gone in with SWAT teams and they have been trying to break up smuggling rings. And the smuggling rings are attached into young Hispanic men that are involved with gangs that also have some tie-ins to uh, the uh, gangs down in Mexico. And so... We, we're, we're having a feeling that there's probably some connections there and that they didn't want to blow that by getting that information out. And that may be it. But what do you do if you're caught in, in the crossfire, so to speak? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Lopez. I'm sorry to you and your wife that we did this. You know, we'll make it all right, whatever, you know. No, we're not going to talk to you about anything. And when the media comes, we're not going to talk to them either. 
Yeah, I haven't lawyered up yet, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We're going to keep you posted. But I wanted to share that with you. That what do you do when you get the blues? When the guys in blue, well, in this case, the Browns. Okay, they're the, the sheriffs. You know, when they come and Friday night, just any night like tonight, going into the weekend, and they come and bust down your doors. You got guns pointed at you, and you're hauled off. You come back and find your vehicle busted up, phones taken, and you have no recourse. You don't know what the heck happened. Uh, we will continue to fight for you. That's what we do here at uh, We the People, KCSM.org. And just a note, too, uh, it was kind of an interesting one. got wind this afternoon that the uh, SMCISD, San Marcos uh, Consolidated Independent School District, their salaried employees, uh, their teachers, didn't get paid today. And there was a lot of concerns all, all of a sudden, like, uh-oh, what happened? And by the end of the day, we did get word that, uh, and this really, you know, was bad because you had a lot of uh, teachers, you know, you're not making that much, and you're planning on the money to be there on a Friday afternoon, and it wasn't, and they didn't know when they were going to get it. They said, well, we'll probably get it by Monday, so they're going through the weekend without, and, you know, they'll, they'll make it. And by the end of the day, they pretty much had everybody guaranteed that they'll have it by Monday. Now, what happened? Well, this is a new, this is the end of their fiscal year. So this is the first, uh, uh, this is their first monthly, and they do it on a monthly basis. So too, it's not on a weekly, it's on a monthly basis. And so they were pushing this up until last night, and the file was too big. Frost Bank couldn't handle it. Well, necessarily Frost Bank's problem, but they Frost Bank worked with them, and Frost Bank had to go in ahead and get moving with getting everything else processed. And it was this one file that they'd sent in that just somebody didn't go through and test it out. Now this is the problem that we're having, folks, with the system that we are all interconnected in. I sit here and I'm bringing you the news and the goings-on from around Hayes County, from San Marcos, Texas, and telling you how it relates to you. I've got two computers open. I've got a cell phone. I'm going out over the Internet. We've got all these computer files and I'm moving around, and all these systems have to work right, or at least kind of right. We've got to at least be able to figure out how to get through them. And this is what's happening in our world right now is that we just do not have a lot of room. We're kind of used to it. But what do you do when these systems don't work? Hmm. It's interesting the panic that I see all of a sudden. You know, and you wonder about what if it was worse? You know, a few months back, uh, my son worked for uh, one of the companies in Silicon Valley, and he wasn't sure when he was going to get paid. It turned out they ended up getting it taken care of, usually by Tuesday, but that was after the uh, Federal Reserve jumped into it to guarantee things, and you had uh, you know, or, uh, the federal banking system. Um, so how are you prepared? Are you prepared for when 
these fires come out of nowhere? You know, we've got all this green space. We've got all this area around us, surrounding us. We've got all of this area going up around the rivers. We've got all this areas out Hilliard. We've got these areas all surrounding us. What happens when we have some careless person that throws a cigarette out? What happens when we have an accident that causes a fire? What happens when uh, there's some work that's being done, a chain that's being drug along? And these fires come. You know, are you prepared? Do you have the backup? And those are some of the things that we talk about about the emergency preparedness. That's one of the things we, we're here for as a station. It's why we're here. And we want you to be thinking about those things. It's not, oh, you know, the sky is falling in. But what do you do if you lose your cards, if you lose your IDs, or if you are not able to be connected in? Do you have the food? Do you have the network? Do you have the backup? What are your plans? Now, we all need to be thinking about that because, you know, that was the Redbird, uh, Redbud Roasters talking about that. I'm uh, going to be going on up at Wake the Dead this Sunday. And uh, the 24th, yeah, they, it came so quick. They were getting out of there as the firefighters were coming in, and the firefighters saved their home. And these are some folks that were uh, some hotshotters from out in uh, Alabama, I believe it was. And they were running for their lives as this came in, and uh, you know they lost a lot on their property that had to do with their business. But they survived, and their house survived. And so just some food for thought this weekend about being prepared and being ready. All right. And let's see here. Uh, so coming on down to what's going on, let's take you on back. I'm, I'm just knocking off the ones that I've talked about tonight here. The big one that we had last week has uh, kind of made a full arc, and we were talking about this with some different people. And Mr. Avery Anderson Okay, and Avery Anderson uh, is our county clerk, 19 years old. He got elected on a wave of Proposition A here in San Marcos, Texas, that was uh, decriminalizing marijuana. And on the periphery vote uh, for those in the county that were voting to basically the same uh, along those lines, uh, voting for Kelly Higgins and voting for uh, pretty much Democrats. They didn't go down and vote for anybody that was a Democrat. And it was interesting today. I had uh, someone that I was conversing with on this, and I said, uh, I said, well, do you, you know, is he a Democrat or is he a Republican? I said, he's a deep Republican. Said, We're pretty much, I think, everything I'm hearing on this one now is, you know, so, you know, what what gives? And I said, well, you know, Joe Poole was not a, uh, he's not a Democrat. He's a libertarian Republican. And no way, yes. And the whole thing is that we really don't know just because you go and you put a label on someone, you put an R, you put a D on them. What's that tell you? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tom Brady, 
Is he a patriot? Well, yeah, I mean, for so many years, but where is he now? He's going around a different, you know, and whoever wants to hire him for a little bit. Okay, what, you know, it's people go where they're needed, their skill set. So what is it that, why is it that we want to jump behind an R or a D? Now, now I've got Republicans just sitting here, Rob, jeez, you know, you, you don't want people to go become a D or a, guys. It can change all of this. Okay? But ask, you know, when these people are elected, when they're going out there, what are the critical things that are important to you? And just because you vote for them and you get the I voted and you say, I voted Democrat, well, you can vote for whoever you want. It doesn't, you don't know who you're voting for unless you really know the people. <laughs> now, I know some of these people. Do I really know them? No. Do I have a better idea than most? Yeah, I've been doing this for going on uh, 16 years now. But it was interesting to me that, uh, so Anderson is now 20. This is from an uh, article I was reading in the uh, one of the online, I think it's KSAP. Anderson, 20, is one of the youngest elected officials in the state. He said Higgins threatened to file to hold him in contempt for not issuing subpoenas at a faster rate spoke ill of Democratic judges. Okay, I'm sure that that came up about, uh, uh, he was probably saying something bad about uh, the uh, um, the certain judge, Joe Poole, that I just spoke about, I imagine, and made disparaging comments about his age. Anderson likened the district attorney to former President Donald Trump. It wasn't a political statement, Anderson said, when asked why he filed a petition to remove Higgins. I do think that removing him was important to our party. I don't think we need a bully in our party because our party, its whole purpose is to stand up to bullies. Okay. Now, I will give him his chutzpah. All right. This is this kid has got himself now in the papers all across the state. He is now, he, he's withdrawing this, okay? I'm sorry, that's the, the part of this to put it in context. and not going totally well tonight, I guess, on the flow. Um, but he has uh, taken, uh, he has retracted, so to speak, uh, his... Uh, um, he had put a, uh, filed a petition to remove Higgins from office earlier this month, and uh, using the new provision, HB 17, that was created, Anderson alleged Higgins had refused to prosecute low-level drug offenses. And so uh, he has uh, now uh, uh, retracted that, and uh, so it's going to go away. And he just wants to make nice within the party. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so now they know, oops, we got to watch out. This guy can make some trouble at 19. And he's got a name for himself now. And, wow, this is also an interesting one that's going to be happening, is that we're going to be seeing people that are going to be going back and forth between the two parties. As we get to the end of this year, in December, all right, is when this whole process starts over again. And people file this next December for the elections 
coming up, okay, that are going to be uh, a, uh, another year and a half away. But that's going to be our next presidential election. That's when everything's going to be happening. And it's going to be interesting to see all these different people that are going to be jumping into the parties at different places and trying to see. And it's the, the witch hunts are going to be going on. Do you know this person? Are they a Democrat? Are they a Republican? How are they going to vote for me? How are they going to vote? Well, you know what? You don't know. You know how they're going to vote? They're going to vote on whichever way that the most people are going to influence them to vote. Now, these are people that are not necessarily voting. These are people that are there that are doing a job for the county. Okay, but it's still political. And it's interesting to see that, you know, he went and knocked out a Republican and he's acting like a Republican, but he's in the Democratic Party and he is now, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. As long as you know that you made a crack about my age and I don't like it. So I'm, I'm going to go and get a lawyer and, and, and take you into the media and, and accuse you under this new bill. Oh, Lord. Uh, I, I need to get Avery Anderson here on the show. Uh, I need to reach out. Once this thing, now that this is done, I'll see whether I can get uh, Kelly Higgins and get Avery Anderson here on the show. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We're going to be right back with you after this uh, announcements. Let's see here. Oh, talking about some things going on here around town. Set your imagination free. Join local creator Karen Cross for a monthly open studio session at the Price Center from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the second Wednesday of each month. Karen provides a friendly and happy space along with a variety of tips and techniques for creating by yourself or with others. She focuses on recycled materials and art journals. Bring a project and your supplies or just show up and plug in. Open studio sessions are free and open to all. Cash and art supplies donations, of course, are always welcome. The Price Center is located downtown at 222 West San Antonio Street. For more information, please call us at Springtown Roasters desperately needs your support and contributions to help them rebuild their business, home, and property which was ravaged by a wildfire on August the 5th of this year. This women-owned craft coffee roasting business began in 2017 on five and a half acres of property in the Texas Hill Country outside of San Marcos. Their focus is on women-produced, fair-trade organic coffee and coffees you don't see every day. They need help to replace their melted rainwater tanks that provide their water, tools, building supplies that burned, their storage facility that housed all their coffee supplies, and for restoration of land and fences. You can help. Come to the Springtown Roasters Benefit for Wildfire Recovery this Sunday, September the 24th, from 5 to 9.30 p.m. at Wake the Dead Coffee House, which is located at 1432 Old Ranch Road 12. There will be a raffle, silent auction, and dinner plates for sale. Music will be provided by local artists, David Pulkingham, 
Candace Bellamy, Nate Guthrie, and Mary Van Zant and friends. If you can't make it there, then please visit their GoFundMe page and help support the recovery of this local San Marcos business. And also this weekend going on tomorrow is going to be the Mermaid Promenade. It's going to be going on downtown here. Uh, and come on out. You know, they are telling you, please don't do any glitter and uh, anything that's going to get in the river. But come on out. Tomorrow, the parade starts at 10 o'clock. They're already getting all the barrier, you know, all the detour signs are up and getting everything ready. It's going to be crazy. But we're going to be out here. It's always fun. And uh, we'll be down here at the corner of Hutchinson and uh, LBJ. And they give us a little tent set up there. And we come down, bring our sound system, and we get out there and just have fun with everybody. we got some uh, fire hats here for the kids and for everybody. So come on out. Um, looking over my notes here, I've got to uh, finish up. I was trying to find a segment here, and I guess when I moved things around, I, did, I moved it off of this system. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to have that for you tonight. But, uh, we'll get back to that here in just a second. Um, yeah, and so those of you that have listened into the show, I had a segment last year right before the uh, November election, and uh, I went out and sat down with my good friend Pat Chisholm and uh, his wife. He and Alice were involved here in the Republican Party, but on the the good guy side. I don't mean that good guy, bad guy, but, you know, that were they were out there saying, listen, you got to get the youth involved. You got to get you know, people involved. You've got to start looking at things differently. And so they worked hard here in our community they live out in Buda and uh, uh, Allison passed away and uh, Pat uh, passed away just uh, a week ago and uh, so they are going to be having a service celebrating the lives of both Pat and Alice in Buda this next Friday night so I'm going to take uh, a night off next Friday night so I can go out and be at that service and I'd wanted to share a little bit of the interview with Pat and uh, I may go on ahead and just put that on next week as part of my uh, encore uh, for the show um, but you know, he was very strong about you've got the elections are going to make a difference all right, who you elect. But also, he was the one to make sure that they knew that he was part of that election, that he was out there to support them. And that is the important legacy that is there. When people come down to the San Marcos City Council meeting and we had all these different folks that had been there uh, for both the uh, the San Marcos Eyes of the San Marcos River, the San Marcos River Foundation. All of these folks were there in support of the Kanban. You had all these people with the SMGA, the San Marcos Green uh, Greenbelt Alliance, that were there to support for all of that day, and they're all wearing their T-shirts, and everybody's there and got it packed. But then everybody wandered off. Okay, you know, we, we made ourselves known. And you get down to a few people sitting there in the uh, talking, uh, 
One young lady got up and talked about the budget and got up there. She said, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm here and I'm not going away. And that's a quote. I wrote this down. He was he's probably, I would say, maybe five foot, maybe 120 pounds, 130 pounds. She has got some fire, mid-20s. And what got her mad, she says, is this development that we have in order to support your budget. When do we say no? When, why are you not enforcing these, all these rules that you put out there? You know, how do we make a difference in our environment? And that's what she's all about. Now, she was not saying about, well, you need to be making more. She's just, what are you doing about what you've got in place right now? So people know how to get around you. And that's what we have to be is the person that goes out there and says, I'm not going away. She's 25. She's not going away. And we can have those discussions outside. Hi, I want to meet you. Here's my card. Here's my name. We talked about the cards on the show. We've talked about this, the networking. We have talked about making that difference with the next generation. Because it's going to end with us. Or whoever may be or, you know, the next generation. It's that legacy that we can continue. Where that legacy is through the words, through our actions, through meeting our friends, with getting out there on a Saturday morning at a parade. Hey, did you hear about all the fireworks that went on over the budget? No, because what the media was talking about was about the Kanban. Why? Because that's easy. That's simple. They don't want to talk about the fireworks over the budget. They don't want to talk about how the city manager was unhappy with some of our city council members and how our city council members were unhappy with the budget process and how we got here. We don't want to talk about how we're going to make a difference in it next time around. Yeah, let's go on off onto other things because that's how the media works. But hopefully we can keep all of these things that we need to be talking about whether it's about emergencies, whether it's about preparedness, whether it is about building community. That's what we're here for. Rob Rourke, We the People, I'm here with you every Friday night from 7 to 8 o'clock. We are going to take a week off next week so I can be there to celebrate the life of Pat and Alice Chisholm and transplants to Hayes County. But made a difference. Go out there and make a difference this weekend, folks. We're going to be back with you two weeks from now kcsm.org. Stay tuned. We've got Friday Night with Care coming up right after this.